Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about topics that matter most, and then we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations, and we hope that in listening, you will gain insight, wisdom, courage, inspiration, whatever it is you need to have these conversations with your own kids. So today, we are talking about plugging our kids into youth ministry programs at uh, their parishes, and um In my experience with teenagers, I have found that the kids who are most solid in their faith, the kids who are most convicted, the kids who who have the most success in in, um, living according to their faith and their values and their morals are kids who are plugged in at their parishes. Uh, So we have three kids here with us today who are very much plugged in. Why don't you tell us your name and where you go to church? Hi, I'm Nick, and I go to St. Patrick's Church. I'm Molly, and I go to St. Patrick's also. I'm Taylor, and I go to St. Pat's. So there's a th- common thread here. You guys are all from St. Patrick's. So I want to shout out to Patrick Rice, your youth minister, for um, sending you guys our way, because we're very excited to talk to you today. We know there are great things going on at St. Patrick's, and we're going to hear about those things from you guys. So um, have you always been a church kid, air quotes, church kid? Like, have you always been involved in church and interested in church and going to... <laughs> Taylor, Taylor's making a face. Not really. No. I mean, my family, we went to Mass every... Sunday, but I never really got into it. I, you know, playing with my thumbs, looking at the wall, not really paying attention. Um, it wasn't really until I started getting into youth group that I actually started like getting into like realizing, wow, this is serious, you know, really getting into my faith. Awesome. And we're going to, I'm going to talk more about how you got into youth group in a second. What about you, Molly? Were you always a church kid? I was not. I actually just went to church, kind of fell asleep during the homily and went home took a nap, did homework. That was it. That was Sunday. Until, you know, I even said like, no, I won't go to youth group when I was offered by Patrick Rice. (laughs) Oh, good. Because we want to talk more about that too. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. What about you, Nick? Uh, I like the stories. The stories were always cool, but not really church kid when I was growing up. I actually memorized the timing of the mass. So I knew at the sign of peace, it was five minutes till mass was over. So I could be good till after communion and be peace with you and then I could leave. <laughs> and then you were yeah. you're home free. Yeah. And the closing hymn, the recessional is always like, it's sounds like, like such a hymn of mom, joy. Because you're like, we're leaving. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I remember when I was little and I used to say, the mass has ended, go in peace. And I would say, thanks be to God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yes. the mass has ended, you know, like, <laughs> terrible. Okay, terrible. But... We have all grown, right, and matured. So how did you learn to love church and church activities? Like, how did you grow in your appreciation for the Mass and in your willingness to be there? Is there one thing in particular you would point to, or has it been a progression? Definitely having someone explain how important it was, like a youth minister, because, like, they're a bit more on your level rather than, like, a teacher, because, like, a teacher, they sort of, they give too knowledgeable of an answer too academic yeah too academic sometimes and it goes over our heads but like a youth minister i feel like they speak directly to us more and they're like they explain some of the finer parts like this really is jesus christ body and blood so yeah when when people speak to you on a real really real it's just 
you get it more versus somebody just teaching you about it. Um, I know it for me, it was more of like a progression, um, starting off going to different things and, you know, eventually, you know, you really start to grasp the idea of this is important. This is real. And, you know, I want to get into this. Yeah. Um, mine was mostly a progression, but I did have that one moment where it's like, I need to take this all more seriously. Can you tell us what that moment was? um, That was actually an adoration on a retreat for the March for Life. So it was, yeah. Amazing things happen in adoration. I don't don't know why people don't believe that. It's just so true. I I hear story after story after story of of those aha moments. And it was actually my first time ever in adoration. Really? Yeah. And we don't always have those big aha moments, but when we do, they often happen in adoration. So. Um, what, so tell me about your youth group. Tell me about what goes on at St. Pat's youth group. What's the format? What do you guys do? When do you meet? What's it called? All of, just, just for informational purposes. Uh, so it's called Veritas Youth Group, meaning truth in Latin, one of my favorite languages and how the night. Wait, you- do you have more than one favorite language? <laughs> well, yes. Would no you like, care to tell us the others? Just because now we're really curious. It goes Latin, then French, just because it sounds really funny. And then, oh, I can't remember my third. Wow. I remember hearing it once. Don't forget sign language. Sign language is useful because you can just do it in class and it's like, oh. But I never use it for that because I'm a good student. Uh, <laughs> good to know. Okay, that was a tangent, but I was really curious when you said one of my favorite languages. That's pretty impressive. I have one favorite language, and it's English because I can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. And uh, then we usually meet at 7 o'clock on Tuesdays. Uh, I think the kickoff's actually this next two weeks, I think. And it starts at 6. This kickoff does. September 9th, <laughs> Wig- 6 o'clock, St. Wig- Patrick's Youth Group kickoff. Okay. Regular youth group starts at 7, and then we have like 15 minutes of like open social where we can play. There's usually a game called Gaga Ball set up or Nine Square. And then after 15 minutes, we usually come back. We Patrick usually opens us with a prayer or like Father Michael. Then we play a group game or like a, some social group thing to get us all welcome to new people. That's when we usually introduce new people too. And then we either have – we usually have a talk about, like, the theme for the night. And then we usually go to either – Father Michael will have a talk and then Patrick will have a talk. Or we'll do – Patrick has a talk and then we'll go to adoration or, like, a prayer time. And then we'll go to small group. Sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so what would you say are the main benefits of of staying plugged in to Veritas? Like, what have you gained from – being part of this program this community okay this true authentic friendships that you're building um they all understand they're all going through the same things you are they're all the same age as you um they all want to learn and grow closer to jesus um so we're all there helping each other building each other up it's never you never feel bad about yourself there you're always happy and everybody's you know uplifting and welcoming and it's just so comforting and you're just you know if you have questions you can bring it to anybody and you all talk about it together and grow together yeah um i definitely think it's easier to learn in a setting like that because it's not like at school or something where it's like i don't understand what's going on and the person that you say that to is like how can't you understand it's so simple it's 
I don't know what Bible verse they're talking about. They're like, oh, here, let me explain it to you. And it's it's just really nice to have something like that. A more helpful, encouraging, positive yeah. environment. Mm-hmm. So what are some other things you do? You have Veritas on Tuesdays. Do you do retreats, I assume? Yeah, we have a retreat pretty much for every, like, season. Season, and then we have, like, some that are, like, closer in the seasons, but they're, like, smaller retreats, only, like, weekend long. Mm-hmm. And then we do the March for Life, and a, the winter one is, like, our big service-oriented one. And then we'll sometimes, like, visit Cincinnati, where Patrick's from, and, like, his youth group, like, does something called, like, Encounter. And that's one of the ones we usually attend. So you guys are busy. You got a lot going on. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of school to miss. Do you miss a lot of school? No. Um, I'm going to say no. (laughs) They're pretty good. Nick is going to say absolutely not because you go to St. Charles. Yeah. (laughs) You better not miss school. I can't anymore. (laughs) Right. But they're usually good about missing school. Yeah. It's only if we need to. The retreats are usually on the weekends if they are going to be over night. Overnight. Um, And then like if it's on a on a break, obviously, it can be throughout the school, um, throughout a weekday because you're not in school. Um, the only time I've missed school for a retreat would be when we went on the March for Life. Yeah. Because it's kind of hard to get around that. Right. But That's it was worth the middle it. of the week. That yeah. Was, it is rough. when it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, it was fun. It was. So, Molly, you said that um, Patrick invited you and you said, no, I'm not going. <laughs> I did. Can you tell us that story? Like, um, it was on the winter mission trip, and it was the first thing I had ever really done with our church other than, you know, church on Sunday, CCD, that I was forced to go to. And uh, and why did, you do the, why did you do the winter mission trip? Like, what inspired you to do that? It just sounded fun. Okay. And I went just for, like, the idea of what we were doing, not for, like, oh, I'm going with my church. I would have gone, like, if it were with my school. And um, Patrick sits down. Um, it's his first thing with our church that he's doing sits down at a table with me and a bunch of people I don't know, says, so are you going to come to my, um, what was it? His kickoff. His, his kickoff, the winter kickoff. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm like, honestly, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> was he like, like what a bad like, attitude? Well, I appreciate Look your honesty. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I really didn't mean to be that rude, but it just—I <laughs> did go to it though. I Why? What, what changed? Like, what convinced uh, you to go? I actually went on the March for Life before the kickoff happened, so the adoration there really pushed me into going. Okay, so basically, Jesus said, "You're going." Yeah. Okay. Basically. Yeah. What are you going to do <laughs> when that happens? Right. So, um, and uh, Taylor, how did you get involved? Did you? Actually, Molly had invited me to go with her on the um, winter mission trip because I hadn't been involved with St. Patrick's. Um, My family goes to Mass at um, St. Matthew's. So um, I was, like, all about helping people. So I was like, sure, I'll totally go on your service um, trip with you. Um, I met a bunch of people, and the environment there was so different. I had never been around people with personalities and like that who were just so happy (laughs) and so, like, totally into Jesus. And it was just so great. And I wanted more of that. I wanted to be around that more because I wanted to grow closer to these people. And it was just, I think that's that's definitely what drew me in. I really wanted yeah. to go back. How about you, Nick? How did you get involved? Well, I, I've been involved ever since freshman year. So one of the main things that really got me involved was like hearing stories from my older brother because he went before me and I was like, oh, I'm so psyched to like meet other kids, like a really cool And, like, it just sounded like a lot of fun. So I went, and I just kept coming back because it was really cool. And then I really found, like, faith in it. 
and I just kept going. I think that's a really good point to highlight that you had an older sibling who was influential in your journey because I don't think siblings often realize how much influence they have over younger siblings. And I think it's parent, it's important for us as parents to be mindful of that too, you know, and that that's not always the case. You know, sometimes kids rebel against older siblings and want to do the opposite of what they're doing, but oftentimes we're looking up to them and, and following in their footsteps. So, um, so none of you was actually forced to go to youth group. Um, not to youth group. No, I was forced <laughs> yeah. to go to a yeah. camp we once. Chose okay. Um, actually, the summer right before that youth, um, before I went on that trip, my mom had told me, "You are going to um, CYSC. You're just going." And I was so mad at her. But um, but we can all guess how this story oh, ends. Yeah. I mean, that, that's part of the reason that made me more excited to go yeah. on the the winter mission trip. So. CYSC is Catholic Youth Summer Camp. It's an awesome summer camp for Catholic kids. It's the whole package. If you don't already know about it. You have to look into look it, cysc.com. Yes, yeah, we always talk about it on this show. Um, so do you know, okay, so that's a great that's a great um, example of a your parent forced you to go to something, mm-hmm. you went kicking and screaming, but it ended up yeah, propelling you into the next sort of level of faith or the next phase of your faith journey. Yeah. yeah. So that's encouraging, I think, for parents, because sometimes we don't want to force our kids to do things. We don't want to fight these battles anymore, We're, you know, but uh, but often the rewards are, are worth the fight. <laughs> so, um, in what way has your involvement in your youth ministry program formed you, both as a Catholic and just as a person in general? In what way has it formed who you are? I think I've definitely become like a happier person. Like, just anyone I see, I'll just smile at them compared to just kind of, I'm trying to get where I want to go. I don't care what else is going on around me. I think just being around so many nice people that genuinely care about everyone has made me be able to open my eyes and see everybody else as God's creation. I agree with that a lot. I'm so much more um, open-minded and um, positive toward people I don't even know. Um I find myself doing, you know, small random acts of kindness I wouldn't be doing um, if I hadn't been getting involved in youth group. Um, and my friends are telling me that they're seeing a big difference in my personality, that I'm not, you know, the things I'm saying and talking about and doing are really different than I was before. Your friends at school? Yes. Because uh, I want to talk some more about that, too. L- let me come back to that. Nick, how about you? How is your involvement? Um uh- Changed my personality? Not necessarily changed your personality, but just formed who you are as a a Catholic and just as a person in general. It definitely makes me a bit more, like, understanding. Like, because when I was younger, I was very quick to judge, and I I was very bitter. So, like, if one of my uh, siblings got me mad, I would be bitter and make sure to make them as angry as I was at them. So that's definitely changed, changed a bit. Um, but it's also made me like it's also changed my perspective of like how other people look. Like, yeah, my actions like that probably really did like hurt their feelings. It's not like, well, that wouldn't have hurt my feelings. It's like, yeah, that really wasn't the best mm-hmm. thing to do. So, you know, I think it's interesting, Taylor and Nick. You both talked about um, being more open minded and being less judgmental as a result of being involved in your youth p- program, and that's a stigma that we Catholics carry 
uh, uh, you know, we're, we're judgmental, we're holier than thou, we're, you know, but, but you guys are attesting to the fact that that is not what going deep in your faith does for you. What going deeper in your faith does for you is it makes you more, mm-hmm. and Taylor, you talked, or Molly, you talked about it too, just loving people more. Yeah. It makes you more filled with uh, love that's authentic and that's love that comes from Christ. So, um, okay, let's go back to talking about friends. Um, do you have friends who you know specifically because of your involvement in the youth program? Yes. That's yes. a silly question. I know. Well, right? actually, mm-hmm. Nick is one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you guys, you girls know Nick specifically from yes. your involvement. In, and yes. I'm sure you have lots of other uh, friends like that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That aren't friends at school that aren't. Um, so how are these friendships? How are these church friendships different from like school friendships or sports, you know, team friendships or dance friendships or band or whatever, you know, whatever other activities you're involved in. How are your church friendships different? They are so authentic. You can, when you're around them, you just know that they truly care about you. They're, they're always going to be there for you and they're always there to support you. And they know what you're going through because they're, they are too. They're trying to live out their faith and their school, um, trying to get through, all these different things, trying to understand this and that. And it's just so, just so, such a great thing to have them um, there. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with Taylor, Molly, and Nick. And we're talking about plugging into uh, your youth ministry program at your parish. Um, So right now we're talking about friendships and the difference between friends that you make at church and friends that you make on retreats and in these really intense spiritual environments and then friends that you have at school. Um, Molly or Nick, did you want to add anything to what Taylor was saying? Uh, one thing I've definitely noticed about my friends from youth group is like, there is no limit for what they're willing to do to you for you, not do to you, but <laughs> that's, good, <laughs> that cause that's really a very bad. important distinction <laughs> yeah. yes. for you. Like my friends at St. Charles, they're like, yeah, I'll help you out with tests. But like, there is a definite limit on how far they're willing to go to help you. But like, if I needed help from one of my like youth group friends, even if they're not that like, close, like they would definitely step out of their way to help me. Okay. Yeah. And I think I've said something before, like not here, but I was giving a testimony and I said how everybody at like youth group is so nice. And if you have a hard day, you can just go up to them and say, Hey, I just need a hug right now. And they'll give you one. So everybody there is just more willing to listen and to help having friends that want to pray with you and for you is like the best thing ever and it's definitely helpful in growing your friendship definitely how has your involvement in um, youth group changed your school friendships or has it i definitely don't value my school friendships as highly anymore because like i've noticed that like these friendships are definitely the ones that are leading me to do good. Like, I'll, I'll still consider them friends just because, like, we're all going through, like, a struggle together. But, like, I definitely don't see them as the higher quality friendships anymore. Okay. I agree totally. Yeah. The more I'm I'm getting involved in this youth group and going on retreats and meeting all these people, the, the more I want to be around them more than I do around my school friends. I agree. And not to, like put down like my friends from school that I know because I love them still but it's really nice just to have somebody that when they ask you how you're doing if you say not so good they're like well let's pray instead of oh that's okay let's let's go do something fun right it's 
Have you found that you have friends at school who are uh, sort of on the same faith journey and you didn't you didn't know it? Like, are there friends at school that you can you can share your faith with that you didn't know before you could do that? I have found one that she um, she came to Cedar Point with our church. Oh, yeah. I met her. (laughs) And I didn't I didn't know she was Catholic until then. So it was really cool to see her. So now you have that common bond with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really big on finding lists of things on the internet that to talk about. <laughs> so I found a list <laughs> so appropriate for this conversation. Um, it's a list of excuses that parents give for not getting their kids involved in youth ministry. Uh, yeah. So I thought... <laughs> Because it's not always the kid who doesn't want to get involved. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's the parent who doesn't want to deal with it. So I thought it'd be cool if there are seven items, and I thought it'd be good if we, um, if I told you the items, and then you can respond to them from a youth perspective. All right. All right. Okay. So the first one is, my kid is too busy. No. No. That's that's <laughs> no. not an excuse. Yeah. A good, I, who, I forget who said this, but a good Christian plans his life around his faith. Yeah, a lot of the youth ministers say that, like, if you can't take time out of your day, then you're just too busy. So are there things in your program that you don't miss? Like Tuesday nights, you don't miss it. I never. I haven't missed since I've started going. Really? I try not to miss as much as I can, but, like, if there's a night, like, wow, I have four tests tomorrow. I got to stay home Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to stay home. You have to be responsible as well. Yeah, you have to balance. But I do always go on the retreats. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I never miss. I think the only time I missed youth group since I started going, um, I was in a different state. So I think that might be a good excuse. Or being sick. You know, don't come to school. Yeah, don't, don't come, come if you're sick. Please don't go <laughs> you if don't you're sick. Yeah, as a youth minister, I would like to say, please don't send your kid to youth group <laughs> if they're sick. Um, it's not worth it. The second one is my kid says youth group is boring. No, it's not really that boring. Like, there's always usually something going on between like what they're talking about or like what you're doing or like even if you get bored, you can just look over to your friend and they'll be like, ah, yeah. <laughs> it'll usually wake you up enough to get you through this one boring talk. That's like the only boring talk mm-hmm. of the year. Also, I know in this diocese, we are tremendously blessed with a multitude of not boring youth programs. Yes. Like, you know, and I'm not encouraging people sure. to flee from your parish, but you know, there's somewhere where your kid can plug in and, and, enjoy it and feel happy and i definitely think if you're being bored at youth group it's probably because you're not trying or you haven't made any friends right and it's pretty impossible to go to our youth group and not make friends right yeah (laughs) pretty nearly impossible here's a good one my kid goes to catholic school no not not a good reason (laughs) nick sitting here in the chair from saint charles (laughs) is telling you that's not valid yeah they may teach a catholic faith but the kids there might not follow it it's really their choice like i know kids who definitely definitely do not follow the faith morally or actively they just go there because it's a great education right just going to a catholic school does not make you a practicing catholic yeah (laughs) um my kids' friends are good Christian kids. He or she doesn't need another Christian social group. Oh my gosh! No, you need as, you need as many yeah. Christian social groups as possible. <laughs> right? You cannot have too many Christian yeah. friends. No. Yeah. You can always get better. It's, you can always get better. Uh, number five is flat out. My kid does not want to go. Force them. That, <laughs> I was forced, and yeah. it's like the best thing that ever happened. So they'll eventually enjoy it. They'll love it. They'll love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, my kid doesn't know any other kids in the program. Meet them. 
I didn't know anyone at St. Patrick's and I went and they're all they're usually just so welcoming and they just all want to be your friend. I was actually quite scared the first time I went because everybody was being nice and all like you were suspicious. I, I was. I was suspicious and like all of the guys were being chivalrous, like ladies first and stuff. And I didn't. What was What's that? Yeah, like like this is a foreign place. It really yeah. was, but it was really nice. So um, and the last one is I think this is a big one because parents we put ourselves on the line when we tell our kids you're gonna go, you're gonna love it, you're gonna have fun, and our kids go. And they don't have fun. And then they come home and we're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to lie. I thought you would have fun. So number seven is uh, he or she tried it once and didn't like it. I, I You should sorry. give things a second chance. Um, and the second time you go, depending on how much you put into it the, la- the last time you went, put even more into it the second time because you always get more out of what you put into it. I actually went once in seventh or eighth grade. I think it might have been eighth. And I got home and I told my mom, I hated it. It was horrible. But I don't think I really tried. And um, I just noticed all the things I didn't like. I didn't try and find anything that I did like. So I wish that my mom would have been like, well, why don't you try going one more time? Because it was up to me that I went the first time. And I've known a lot of parents who will do that, say, look, you have to go three times or you have to go five times or whatever. And then after that, if you still hate it, you don't have to go, but you have to give it a shot, you know, and I think that's a really good approach. Same. Yeah. Yeah, And kids usually have like a bitter disposition, like if they're being forced, they're going to actively try to hate it. Yes. And then like also, if you don't like a youth group, there's always a youth group that will suit your fancy. I agree. Well, we are out of time, and I want to thank the three of you for coming and talking about your program and talking about your faith journey. It's been really insightful and helpful and exciting. So let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we love you and praise you. Lord, we just give you thanks for these three fine young people, these Catholics who are growing in their faith and sharing their faith so willingly and so lovingly. We pray for all Catholic youth. We pray for all youth ministers, all youth programs, all of the people forming our young people And we pray especially for our parents, who are the primary catechists of our kids. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com.